0: We are continuing today our series, our video series, Becoming a Follower of Jesus, and we've considered this process in terms of four steps represented by the first four letters of the alphabet, A, B, C, D. And a couple of weeks ago, we considered the letter A, we need to admit our sin and our need for a Savior And we said then that admitting one's sin involves admitting one's legal guilt. We were created by God, and God has a will for our lives. We are to love him and love our neighbors. And if we violate that will, we incur guilt. We are legally guilty. When we admit our sin, we need to admit that we are morally depraved. Our hearts are dislocated. Our nature is twisted, so much so that we are even inclined to sin. We are born, in some sense, with a predisposition to sin. And then thirdly, when we admit our sin, we need to admit that we are personally rebellious, that there's something treasonous, in fact, about sin, because we were created to be in a relationship with God. And when we sin, we personally rebel against him. We shake our fist at the king in a treasonous way. That is A, admit your sin and your need for a savior. B, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father sent Jesus into the world and Jesus, especially by means of the cross and the resurrection, paid the penalty for sin, defeated the power of sin and by means of his spirit, in an ongoing way, erases the presence of sin. So Jesus has done these wonderful things so that we can enjoy forgiveness and renewal and freedom. Well, how can we enjoy what Jesus has done and what Jesus is doing by means of faith? Faith is the way that we are linked to the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is the way that we are aligned with the Lord Jesus Christ. By means of faith, we are united to Christ. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is receiving Christ and resting on him. And so enjoying the benefits of all of his work. Now C, and I struggled whether to make C count or confess. Either count the cost of what it means to be a follower of Jesus or confess the name of Jesus. I suppose it's a bit of both. I think what we need to recognize that is that people in our society don't really have a problem with religious people, don't really have a problem with followers of Jesus. The point where some in our society at least object is when we, as Christian believers, or for that matter adherents of any religion, become vocal about our faith, become public about our allegiances, share in a vocal and public way what we believe and what we think others should believe as well. And yet, uh, uh, what you find is, is that uh, people are, are not necessarily concerned with what you do in the privacy of your home it's perfectly acceptable to be a private and a silent christian what people object to is when your christianity becomes public and vocal and yet jesus or sorry the apostle paul rather says is something quite important for us to hear in romans chapter 10 and i want to read some verses From Romans 10, verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, or are forgiven. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The Apostle Paul is making it very clear here you can't just believe in your heart. You must also confess with your mouth. Believing isn't just a movement of the heart. It's a gesture of the mouth. You can't simply be private about your faith. You must be public. You can't be a silent Christian. You must be a vocal Christian. This is one of the reasons why at Blessings, if you're an unbeliever and you come to the point where you give your life over to Christ and you want to be baptized, we insist that you must first publicly confess the name of Jesus in a worship service in order to be baptized. This is why at Blessings, if you've been baptized as an infant and now personally own the faith in which you were raised and want to be admitted to the Lord's table, you must publicly confess the name of Jesus. There's no such thing as a silent Christian. There's no such thing as a private Christian. Christians must be public and vocal. In fact, Jesus says in Matthew 10, if anyone acknowledges me uh, before others, I will acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. If anyone disowns me before others, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. What you sometimes find in Muslim countries, in countries where Islam is predominant or perhaps in an Islamic republic, is that people aren't overly offended if a Muslim forsakes Islam. The point where people become very angry is when an individual not only forsakes islam but publicly aligns himself or herself with jesus and then it is often insisted that the convert to christianity publicly retract his confession really many don't care whether you're a christian if your christianity is going to be a purely private matter but the moment you're vocal about the faith, your faith, the moment you publicly align yourself with Jesus and confess his name, that's when Muslims in some of these Islamic republics become irate and oppose you and sometimes impose penalties on you, in some cases, even death itself. I think... Uh, We all face the reality in our country that on certain occasions, if we are public about our faith, we're going to face shame. We're going to face disapproval. And so we must count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. In many cases, being a follower of Jesus is to risk shame and disapproval from our peers and yet i'm reminded of something that jesus says in mark 8 he says if anyone is ashamed of me and my words i will be ashamed of him when i come in glory what is the exact wording there if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation mark 8 the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Jesus here refers to a sinful and adulterous generation. This is the way Israel often was in the Old Testament. They were married to the Lord, but they were flirting with other gods, sometimes following other gods. And Israel in Jesus' day felt constant pressure to fit into the culture around them, and it's precisely the pressure that we face today. Our culture, the culture around us, puts pressure on us to fit in. And when you don't fit in, you experience shame. I think we encounter this especially in terms of Jesus' view on sexuality, the Christian position that there ought not to be sexual intimacy outside of the confines of a marriage between a man and a woman. People hear that, and they look at us as if we're Neanderthals, as if we're some backwater, backwoods, primitive people who need to get up to speed on the way things really are. We face disapproval we face shame in some cases when we are vocal and public about our faith we need to remind ourselves of the words of Jesus if you're ashamed about me and my words Jesus says, I will be ashamed of you when I come with come into my father's glory with the holy angels that's a reference to the second coming of Jesus. That's a reference to the final, Judgment When we will appear before the throne of the Father because Jesus says in Matthew 13, at the end, the Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and does evil. There are scenarios when, if you are public and vocal about your Christian faith, you will face shame. But what would you rather have, the approval of the world or the approval of heaven? What would you rather have, earthly humiliation or divine condemnation? What Jesus teaches us is that to win, in some cases, the favor of the world is to lose the favor of heaven. We need to be vocal and public Christians confessing the name of Jesus, even if it means shame in our society. But let's conclude by looking at what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 10, right after the verses we quoted earlier. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Listen, as Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. You might encounter shame from your cultural peers, but if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth before the Father, you will never be put to shame